Wait, would that be S and M? Would we be able to call our place S and M? Red Raiders. Hello, Thread Raiders. Thread Raiders. Thread, Thread Raiders. Raiders. Thread 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 Raiders. Welcome to the Thread Raiders Podcast. Thanks for I'm having your host, me. Chaotic Anarchy. <laughs> it's not your turn oh, yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not talking to me. You're talking to the people. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I am Chaotic Anarchy, and this is my co-host, Jordan. Hello. Thank you Welcome. for having me. We have a special guest today. Now, Jeremy, it's your turn. Hi, it's Jeremy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm a special guest. Well done. That's awesome. <laughs> from midnight kingdom we're so thankful to have you here today we've been trying to get you on the podcast for a while now but it, it's lots of snafus happening lately with me yeah. so i'm really glad that you decided to come here today and hang out with us you've been Absolutely. a busy bee yes very busy bee yeah. so how about we jump right in and find out more about midnight kingdoms because that's where i know where you where you're from yeah uh man uh Let's start from the beginning, 20 plus years yes. ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's been a it's been a project in the works for over 20 years. Um, it was very different than where it is now. Um, mm-hmm. Multiple uh, worlds and settings have come because of it. Um, but its current iteration came into being, I would say, about three years ago. Um, one of my good friends, uh, Jason, who used to work together, and mm-hmm. we just started talking about it at work, and all of a sudden, what I call um, brain explosions—just um, these crazy ideas—came out and brought him on board. To I love those moments. Oh, I know they're <laughs> mm-hmm. they're amazing. The so we're just constantly <laughs> texting each other you know, ideas like back and forth, and it's mm-hmm. and eventually at the point we're like, okay, we keep losing these texts. We need to, you know, Google Drive or do something because we keep <laughs> losing all these really good ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I have Jordan. She takes all the notes. There you from go. I try to. Yeah, you gotta have a note taker. <laughs> you have to at all times. <laughs> Archivist Jordan, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then, uh, man, yeah, it was like two years ago. Holy cow. Um, I just ha- had a job where I was able to finally listen to podcasts and mm-hmm. I ran across um, Tales from the Dark Dragons Inn. Um, with Ray from over there, and then he introduced me to the D&D Rawcast and became really good friends with them, and very quickly, I'm like, I can do this podcast thing. And, yeah. and one of my players from the Vampire, uh, the Masquerade Chronicles, mm-hmm. he had been bugging me for years to you know, run a D&D campaign. I'm like, I haven't run D&D in like 10 years, and I knew nothing about 5th edition, so I'm like, but I'm like, you know what? Great opportunity podcast fifth edition let's do midnight kingdom so it came into being so tell us a little bit about like the theme um (laughs) yeah so (laughs) it started with the idea that in a lot of role-playing games there aren't repercussions for actions Mm -hmm. um i mean if there it depends on the gm but a lot of the ideas came from with power comes sacrifice um, mm-hmm. so with that, I kind of drew a lot of ideas. Again, I kind of have a darker nature with a lot of my themes and it was, what are people willing to give up 
for power. So you don't necessarily become evil for evil's sake. You become evil because you mistake it for um, the good that you seek, which is actually a Mary Wollstone craft quote. Man does not mistake right. evil. I forgot how it goes exactly. But again, it's you mistake it for the greater good. Um, so I came up with a different bunch of rule sets on that and it evolved into what it currently is, which is drawing in from a lot of... I'm blatantly stealing from Ravenloft because there's a giant fog surrounding this world. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. It's called the gloom. But I also stole from like Stephen King's The Mist and Never Ending oh, Story. Huge Stephen yeah. King fan. Yeah, as am I, I. Own all of the books except for three. Hi, holy so, cow! Okay, I'm not. I'm working that, my way up. Not that big up. of a fan, man. Huge I have a fan. few, but wow. <laughs> yeah. So I stole from The Mist and then from like Never Ending Story and The Dark Crystal. Um, kind of from, I didn't realize it at the time, Gaffy. but all of a sudden I'm like, Gaffy. yeah. Yeah. So again, there's the gloom coming in and magic is slowly dying. So in order to obtain some of that magic, people are willing to tap into the earth. So again, there's my dark sun inspiration. Um, and they're also willing, if they're willing to tap into the gloom, this negative energy, they take on some of this corruption. So with it, you kind of get some negative um, mm -hmm. aspects with it. But as you kind of slowly succumb to the darkness, you're also gaining some power as well. Um, wow. And then there's also an aspect that I love, which is basically your dreams can manifest themselves. So mm -hmm. your nightmares physically come to life. Um, wow. even your good dreams can come to life and it's, I'm drawing inspiration from the seven deadly sins. And, um, so cause then I, I don't necessarily believe this, but I think it's a cool aspect where we can tie emotions yeah. into the seven deadly sins in some sort of yeah. way. So right. even if you have a quote unquote good dream, um, you might be susceptible to something along the lines of lust or envy or greed, mm -hmm. um, wrath or something. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So it's. Everything can kind of be twisted, so if you have a good dream, it can physically manifest itself and slowly begin to feed off well, what I call the host. Um, so the host can slowly cons cons be consumed by the, the manifest, um, but the host and the manifest are always linked together. Right. So in order to destroy a manifest, you either destroy the host, um, you sever that link, or you just you know kill that manifest physical body. But wow. doing those three things, you only send them back to what I call the deep well, which is a place in the dream realm where the manifest kind of coalesce. So now I'm tying into um, Jungian idea of the collective unconscious. Yeah. Um, so I'm pulling from kind of all over the place. Um, yeah. And I'm also drawing That's in really from cool. thermodynamics and certain laws of physics and, and chemistry. So keeping reality in it too. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, I feel really adds to the game. Mm -hmm. Yep. So again, it's kind of the... Um, you cannot create or destroy energy. You can only change its state. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where a lot of that comes in from as well. So yeah, it for... seems like a a perfect blend of kind of the sci-fi genre as well as the fantasy genre as well, um, mm -hmm. which often it feels like it's either you have to choose between one or the other. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting to kind of see this 
collaboration come together so well. Um, what made you decide to really explore the idea of Magic? Uh, I'm sorry, Midnight Kingdom. I want to say Magic Kingdom was <laughs> not Disney. <laughs> well, um, it could be Disney for some, yeah, but um, what made you, I guess, decide upon really focusing in on that? Because that is such an interesting um, period of time, if you really think about it. Um, I think it really came down to just Jason and myself just really honing in on that. Because in the last three years, I've gotten more done um, working with him than the previous 17. It just okay. really got rolling. And a ton of other ideas came from it. Mm-hmm. And classically, I get very distracted. <laughs> and I end up having, <laughs> you know, like 10 things. I'm, I know I'm not the only one. But I had mm-hmm. too many things on my plate. And I had too many things that were not finished. And I got into a point in my life where I'm like, I need to just take one creative project and finally finish what I start. Mm-hmm. So, and I chose Midnight Kingdoms because that was going on at the time. And it's probably one of the first things that I've actually, again, it's not done, but the first thing that I completed where I said I was going to start it and I actually started it. That's so, so cool. Yeah. I read that um, in your biography oh. that some of your earliest and most memorable memories were from some of the books like 20 Leagues Under the yeah. Sea and Pawn of Prophecy. Do you use some of that creativity that you found within those books within Midnight Kingdoms? Um, not those books necessarily. Um, because mm-hmm. I know like uh, Jules Verne, um, you know, he's very kind of modern realism at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess maybe I'm pulling from kind of the scientific aspects that he would kind of pull, where right. you know, kind of based on science and kind of make these fantastical realms, especially 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, that just blew my mind yeah. as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Pawn of Prophecy, I love David Eddings. I've never read it. Uh, I've never heard of it. I was probably like in fifth or sixth grade when I started reading them. And mm-hmm. it's very heavily drawn in. It's high fantasy. Well, I would say mid-level fantasy. And mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of prof- prophecy involved on it. I'm not big on prophecy. Because, um, mm-hmm. again, it, I think it takes away from... I don't know. I won't, yeah, I won't get into that. That could be a whole yeah. separate conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you're not going to share all the dirty details? Uh, stay no. tuned for podcast three. <laughs> I, I try to stay away from prophecy as much as possible because it is, mm-hmm. it's a great trope. I have nothing wrong with it, but it's just not yeah. my thing. Because um, yeah. I find I would get very caught up in, I try to take tropes and I try to twist them. Just like in Midnight Kingdoms, I take those traditional races and I change their origin story. Mm-hmm. Um, I take a lot of pride in that. Because, um, like, orcs are actually a playable race in Minute Kingdoms. And I made them into... They're very based in a um, a feudal, um, very Asian-type... Um, feudal Japan, some Chinese inspiration behind it. Um, where they're very honor-bound. So much that they, if they lie, they get physically hurt. Oh, wow. So... They may not outright lie, so they very classically won't answer a question straight up. So they yeah. do the whole, like, I'm. you think I know that I might know, but do I know? Right. So yeah. they're very <laughs> careful with not to answer um, certain questions directly. Mm-hmm. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, because, they're again, they're very, very honor-bound. Um, once they hit make a promise, they keep a promise. If they break that promise... 
Um, again, it's based on the gut. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think it's the geese, geese, G-A-E-S uh, spell. Okay. okay. Where basically you take a certain action, mm-hmm. you suffer physical damage. So again, oh, wow. so it's taking kind of these um, D- traditional D&D rules and then finding a way to incorporate it into Midnight Kingdoms in new and interesting ways. Mm-hmm. So how many players are within Midnight Kingdoms? Oh, in the podcast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, eight. <laughs> eight officially. Um, seven right now are the core cast. Um, so it's it's a handful, but I'm used to it yeah. because we've all been playing mm-hmm. together for about 15 years now. And we've all been together, all playing, just not in a podcast environment. So... Mm-hmm. We don't have the best podcast recording behavior, but I, <laughs> um, so the audio quality can be pretty challenging. And I had, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. And I knew nothing about podcast recording at all when I first started. So mm-hmm. um, I listened to some of our early episodes and I cringe. Um, <laughs> but I've gotten good at listening to my players and kind of backtracking, and they've gotten pretty good at being better at recording. So yeah, seven players can be. Uh, a bit challenging even for the listener too so but i think we all have distinct voices hopefully yeah you do so, it's fun it, what is, it's so much fun i love it uh what has been one of the most surprising things that have come out of doing this podcast the community honestly just i was part of the community a little bit kind of leading into it again just with the school project and i quickly discovered the dnd community and i was just floored it was just jaw dropping for me because i live in a small little community in wisconsin just north of milwaukee and it's Mm -hmm. you know it's a town of like thirty thousand people so the people that play D &D, um we pretty much all know each other at least in high school Mm -hmm. um so just being exposed to just this global kind of movement that i hadn't experienced or seen before was just inspirational um as well it's um you know, because I've been playing for 25 years and then some, but it was always in this very small community. So then seeing the change that has occurred or um, the different experiences that, that I have is just mm-hmm. beautiful. It's a very beautiful thing. And um, I know there's some bad apples, but I, I've now come to view um, the tabletop role playing community as a force for change. Um, yeah. And that was really probably the biggest surprise is even with those bad apples, I think we can create this huge social movement on a global scale. And I feel like with the community as a whole, we can fight past those moments too. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I know there was a conversation today where I'm just like kind of rolled my eyes, but it's just, Mm -hmm. I think we need to address those. I think ignore those specific people where we don't enable them and give them a platform, but address the issue that is occurring Mm-hmm. And then responding with love and compassion and empathy for those and support, yeah, that are yeah. suffering because of people's ignorance. Mm-hmm. So that's my goal. And you also have other creative things about you. I've noticed. <laughs> uh, no, there's I some don't. writing and some photos out there. Oh yeah, from Metal Riot, perhaps. <laughs> Oh yeah! Ooh. Wow, man, mm-hmm. you went deep. Yeah, so <laughs> we did our research. <laughs> <My> job. <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually um, 
Hidden hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I went to school for creative writing and I have just tons of stories, nothing actually completed. Um, the one that I have on my website is actually on hold at the moment because of Midnight Kingdoms and the time involved in that. Um, mm-hmm. And again, it's really inspired me to focus all my writing on that. But it's still there. It's still developing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I plan on that being my first full-on book and oh um, a book yeah that's gonna be a book is it, is it like hush, hush no hush, no not really it's no nah, tell me all about it all right inside <laughs> scoop freedom um <laughs> well it's called sands yes. of dill moon yes um sands of dill moon and it's about three characters um one of them is an ex uh, space marine one of them is a um really want to I, I forgot what i call him because it's been so long but basically is he's inspired by the traditional myth of um golems mm-hmm. where basically they were artificially created humans but out of clay um but i did it more on a sci-fi scale so they're okay um also drawing some inspiration from blade runner mm-hmm. oh that's Ooh, good, good one, one. Yeah. yeah so yeah. they're like the original is that what we're talking oh yeah yeah the original uh, yeah. Yes. Well, I had to clarify. You have to go to with the original. Big difference. Yes. I love the second one. Love it, but you can't mm-hmm. beat the original. No. Um, so yeah, basically this. So one of them is an ex-space marine who is dealing with some mental health, PTSD, and addiction. And then I have this um, golem type. Um, he looks just like a person, um, and they're like in Blade Runner. They're basically treated as slaves, but they're actually full-blown humans they have a soul they have a spirit they're just enslaved through their genetic process um so he's struggling with um, ideas of identity so he's he operates as a freelancer um so he just takes on odd jobs he doesn't do assassinations um a lot of it is um rescuing people that, that's what he mainly does or some recon and stuff okay. like that and then on the planet of Dill Moon, I also have a, a native of the planet, um, and she is part of a people who has been um, basically viewed as second-class citizens in the past. Hmm. Before, Because right now there's this large federation that is leaving the planet. They're returning government back to the original inhabitants, which is putting her people at risk for becoming second-class citizens again. Um, there's a bunch of stuff going on in the background with... Um, the government that is currently leaving is it's inspired by um the british occupation of india oh. and, and when they left so i'm pulling a lot of inspiration from that and kind of the native people mm-hmm. from from that area um so yeah so why did you choose that at the time when i started writing i was in a class and we read a um, a short story um that took place um during that time period it was a a woman's um semi-autobiographical um, experience of uh, what had occurred. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, it was very locked line of the gray. You know, a lot of people view it as black and white, but she really focused on kind of the gray and how people on both sides were affected tragically. Um, you know, people suffer on all sides just because mm-hmm. of the, the few people in power. Yeah. So, and it's about their journey to basically discover... So um, the golem character basically to discover his origins, where he comes from. Um, and in, during that time, the female discovers her, her power, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, as an independent person in leading her people. And then the space Marine finds 
um, or greater purpose in his life as he tries to recover from, you know, his, the ghosts of his past. Hmm. That sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm really excited to read yeah. it and I can't. So t- <laughs> well, I got some snippets on my, on my page. Yes. Yes. So there you one go. fan pending right here. <laughs> All right. That sounds really good, actually. Uh, yeah. So definitely keep me updated with oh, that because we'll I want to be able yeah, to Yeah. I've been meaning to yeah. kind of tap into that a little bit here and there mm-hmm. uh, without taking too much away from Midnight Kingdoms. Yeah. And then you saw my uh, my Metal Riot stuff. I did. <laughs> I, Tell me well, like more I was, about like it. Like I was saying earlier, music, gaming, and mental health are you know, my three greatest passions. Um, yep. So I used to write for a heavy metal website from 2011 to 2015. Mm-hmm. And I basically ran the reviews team for albums and uh, concerts. And with that, I also found my passion for photography. Um, it's freaking amazing. So, That's awesome. Yeah I, yeah. I did a lot of... I'm sitting on probably about a hundred different bands for their live shows right now that I never got around to. Um, oh my god! Yeah, so every once in a while I'll I'll tackle a concert or a show. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's another one of my passions. I really don't talk about it. I just do it. I'm actually going to a concert on Monday. Um, I don't. Oh, what concert? Um, it's Heilung. Okay. They're a band out of Germany. Um, Heilung in, okay. in uh, German means healing. So uh-huh. I would I would call them like shamanic type metal so there's okay. a lot of throat singing and a lot of percussion <laughs> it if you type in heilung on youtube you will find it's h-e-i-l-u-n-g their concerts are just an experience that i because they don't come to the states really ever it's a very small mm, like yeah. 10 10 show tour i think mm-hmm. and it's i want to be immersed in kind of that that sound and that energy that uh, they bring because um, yeah. they dress up in, again, I don't know the term for it, but very um, pagan type of attire where okay. they're wearing antlers and they're dressed yeah. up in paint and um, very yeah, wearing natural <laughs> kind of clothes. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. And it's, That's I forgot the number of people that are um, on stage at the time, but it's just, mm-hmm. I go into a trance when I listen to them. That's, just amazing i mean that's how i feel about tomorrowland it's more like dance and electronic music but uh just the amount of people that are there and the acceptance that's there and it's just it's truly amazing like i I love everything about it and well that uh, it just you have to travel far to be able to go to that and that's why i love the heavy metal um community as well heavy metal the heavy metal community really reminds me of the gaming community where Mm -hmm. you come together just for that communal experience of music that love and passion for music um Mm -hmm. i I tell a lot of people that the gaming table and concerts are the two of the few places that i actually feel myself and have that sense of belonging Mm -hmm. um just again i live eat and breathe music i listen when i'm not listening to podcasts i'm listening to music and just i didn't i hadn't been to a concert after a mental health episode for about two years and the mm-hmm. first concert I went back to, I just stood in the middle of the floor, just had my arms out and just raised my head. And I just let the sound just like reverberate through me. It was just oh, so cool. Uh, it was I'm getting goosebumps right now. Just thinking about it. it was, <laughs> that that's how music affects me. Music is very cathartic and just speaks to me and just on a spiritual kind of level. Yeah. Do you find that it also I mean, 
For me, I know all of us here are creators for different reasons or tabletop games in one way or another. Um, but do you find that you maybe listen to music or pull inspiration from listening to different things? <clears throat> uh, absolutely. Um, I'm listening whenever I write, I'm listening to music. Um, and I draw a lot of inspiration from the music itself. I draw inspiration from um, album covers. So it's a combination of art and, or like physical art and the musical art, bringing them together. Mm -hmm. um, I'm constantly on um, Pinterest, you know, just finding all these crazy pictures and I'll see one and all of a sudden I'll just get a story. It'll just pop in my head. Or when I'm listening to music, I just get into a trance and I'll just start writing and I just will get into a frenzy and I just won't stop because as I'm kind of like, I realize I'm flowing with the music. Yeah. Yeah. What would, uh, I guess, be a soundtrack then for Midnight Kingdom? Oh. Uh, want specific bands or more one. of a genre? Um, <laughs> either or. I'd say bands would be difficult at the moment. Um, Midnight Kingdoms is very somber. It's very dark. Uh, so it would be, depending on the moment and what is occurring, um, like the story or whether it's in-game, would be a lot of the more ambient kind of metal that's out okay. there. Um, some of the gothic, some of the doom metal. Um, yeah, if you're either more of the slow um, kind of metal, um, yeah. the droning. Yeah, no, that'd be cool. Kinda, yeah, not, not the fast stuff at all. Mm -mm. Maybe during a fight no. scene, but even really then. No, it doesn't really fit. Mm -mm. No. Um, you know, and then some more of the, just the regular ambient kind of music that's out there. Some of the, the scoring that I started to do um, in the, the current episode I'm working on. Um, you know, it's more that somber kind of... Uh, and I have moments of, I view a lot of it, like we have a new promo that we just released, um, mm -hmm. and Dave from Four Orbs actually did the music for it. He's unbelievable. Oh. And oh, wow. as we're going back and forth, I just kind of described to him the emotional kind of transition I was looking for, and he took it and ran mm -hmm. with it. Um, and I really love classical and I love orchestral um, pieces. Yes. And um, so at the beginning, there's some orchestral voice vocals, and it's just epic but also very dark and somber um with it so yeah. throw some of that in there as well that's so cool yeah heavy metal is a huge part of my playlist also i feel like emotionally i can connect yep. with that type of music and no matter what it is whether you're sad or hyped about something mm -hmm. i always feel like there's a song that i can relate to heavy metal that just represents like my soul. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that mm -hmm. describes it perfectly. There is a song. Mm -hmm. There's a metal song for every kind of emotion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a great way. Like a lot of people say like, oh, heavy metal is like the, the worst thing for like people with anger issues. Like I don't see it that way at all. I feel like heavy metal is like an outlet. Yep. To, to get rid of those negative emotions and I, like I sometimes when I'm upset or frustrated and don't know what to do with that I could put on a heavy metal song and that would do better than talking to anybody yep. sometimes you know there's actually well, I, think... I can't cite the specific studies but there are studies out there that show that people that listen to metal are actually less violent and that going exactly. to a concert while mm -hmm. you see like a mosh pit and you think it's violent yeah it's violent in that very contained environment but there's still this respect. It is probably one of, <laughs> being in a mosh pit is incredibly polite. And if you mm -hmm. find somebody that's, <laughs> yeah, there yeah. is, there's, there's a code of like honor. I was just going to say that. And there is. when somebody starts acting mm -hmm. up, they are quickly kicked out of that mosh pit. 
because it's all about exactly. communal respect. You're all there for that cathartic kind of experience. Right. Um, and if a person ends up going down, they pick you back yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. You know? So, because like, yeah. again, you don't want anybody to get hurt. It's just you're letting out mm-hmm. this. Again, it's a communal experience where you're letting out this aggression yeah. together. Yeah, you're running into each other, but you're not punching, you're mm-hmm. not kicking at each other. If you do, you're yeah. kicking at the air. And those people that do start yeah. punching and kicking people, yeah, they're quickly. Yeah, I definitely learned the hard way because um, <laughs> when you go, you know, like you're saying yep. that there's a respect there and people protect each other. Yep. And then when you try to mosh somewhere else, like I went to a Sum 41 concert. And it was the worst mosh pit I've ever oh, been no. in. And I actually had somebody who was body surfing and they threw them on top of me. Oh. And I ended up in the hospital oh, man. <laughs> my first night of college. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I ended up in, like, the school newspaper. I was like, oh, great. Oh, here we go. <laughs> this is exactly where yeah. I want to be. Not the reason. Yeah. Well, I think that's where the... Yeah, yeah I was going to say, I think that's where the reason for that. Because, I mean, I've, I listen to a, a ton of different types of music. I'm not super into metal, but I do appreciate it for what it is and the artistic uh, value that comes from it. And I'm starting to dabble a little bit more. Um, but I think if it often falls into that stereotype of, oh, it's, you know, it's a lot of anger and just kind of like that ear blood almost kind of music, yep. um, you know, but that also, I mean, you could stereotype D&D is just for, you know, nerds and, you mm-hmm. know, some of these books that we read. But it's, you know, I think it's that fear of not wanting to really explore that even more. Yeah. Right. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad doesn't get it. My dad hates it. My dad made a comment that really upset me over christmas i think it was just pushing my button um mm. but i'm like dad you you don't you don't get it like it's not about violence and like yeah there's aspects mm-hmm. of it out there but no there's much more it's violent a huge misconception oh yeah, yeah. huge what's well, the um, same thing with like video games mm-hmm. how there's so many people out there saying that video games are just you know ruining our children yep. and like i get anything that you do too much can be negative yep. you know in yeah. your life you know it could be anything else. you could eat a lot you could drink a lot you know like all of those things have negative repercussions yep. you could do nothing but a lot video too. gaming yep. also yep. has a lot of positive sides to it oh, um especially when it comes to like mental health issues which is how um I actually done research at Kutztown University um, to find out like the benefits of gaming to those who are suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. And it had positive effects Mm -hmm. and they were playing Call of Duty like and you wouldn't think that they wanted to play a war game, but they did, you know, and they were all my army buddies and we still talk today. And it really just gaming brings people together. And it's it's so, so positive, so positive. Mm -hmm. And I know in my life, um, I used it while I was being abused at home mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And so video games really got me through that. I could depend on them to learn the things that I couldn't learn from my family mm-hmm. and learn how to be social with others when you, you didn't learn that from yeah. neglect and things like that. So it really, it, it's a huge thing. And it really bothers me that people say that all the time. Like, oh, it's terrible that you're letting your kid play video games and they should be outside more. Like, yeah, you should be outside occasionally. That's true. Don't be me. Workaholic. <laughs> <laughs> Working two jobs. <laughs> Don't be a Twilight vampire. Like, go outside. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Jordan reminds me to go outside every day. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I get concerned for your well-being. You're doing everything. Exactly. But there are so many positives to it. And, and that's what we try to show with Red Raiders, too. We, mm-hmm. we run these charity events. Yeah, You know, in 2019, that. yeah, we've raised a little over $13,000 for various that's charities awesome. around the world. And all with, with the love of gaming, yep. you know, and bringing people together in this community. Yeah, that's um, – I have a friend um, who's actually a professor, um, and he specializes in, in gaming, both 
um, started with video games, but especially it's in uh, tabletop. Um, mm -hmm. So he actually created a program for video game this It's a tech college. Um, they do video game design, so he's actually developed a program with collaborative world building and collaborative storytelling, and he's using tabletop role playing to do that. That's really cool. Yeah, that's so awesome. Yeah, so, and, yeah. Huge. He's trying really hard to not only break down barriers with the perception that video games are bad and that screen time is bad, but he's also mm -hmm. putting the academic side of things where basically they're like, "Oh, that's that's not academic." It's like, no, like fan fiction is legitimate you know yeah. tabletop role-playing stories are legitimate they're telling mm -hmm. stories they're doing collaborative storytelling yeah so i love the work that he does he's awesome and what was the name of the rpg do you know i'm sorry do you know what the name of it was like does he have it out where other people can play um it he's actually designing a card game um oh wow that okay. i think he released he actually I'll send you the link for um, the book. I think it's called yeah, Collaborative. Do. I think his book is called Collaborative World Building. Um, okay. And I forgot the name of his university, but his name is uh, Trent. <laughs> his name is uh, Trent Hergenrander. Mm -hmm. um, I'll occasionally tag him on some stuff on my personal uh, Twitter page. Um, yeah. yeah. If you find the link, send it yep, to me. Absolutely. And I'll add it along with your links, and we'll send him some love. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. He actually yeah. um, is affiliated with uh, World Anvil. Um, they actually, oh, wow. yeah, they actually, when they first started kind of launch, I think it was about a year and a half ago, maybe no yeah. last October, I think they kind of had this huge kind of, I want to say relaunch, but I think it really mm -hmm. kind of started, um, getting some traction. And when he released his book, they actually, um, like collaboratively kind of worked together, um, when they released the book. So it was pretty awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that is, we could use more stuff like that. Now. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Now, uh, in your biography, uh, since this kind of touches along <laughs> the same yep. lines, um, you mentioned that music and gaming have not only inspired your writing, but also provided moments of calmness and even saved you from dark depths. Yeah. Can you touch on that a little um, bit? Because so I, I think we can all relate to that yeah. in some yeah. way, shape, or form. Well, I, I think a lot of us in, in high school, you know, we're trying to find our identity. And yeah, sure. I've... I've had a lifelong battle with depression and anxiety and it, I actually have been diagnosed with bipolar as well. And that started manifesting a little bit, um, and actually in eighth grade. Uh, <clears throat> so I was very, had a lot of thoughts of suicide and death through high school. And I was getting to a really, really dark place when I discovered my first game group, um, who are some of my best friends to this day. Um, and was this Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. So, it was Dungeons and Dragons uh, gaming group. It was my junior year of high school, and <laughs> we didn't play a lot of D&D &D at that point. Oh, we kind of did, but then Vampire the Masquerade came out, so uh, played tons. Uh, yeah, played tons of yeah, played tons of Vampire. Um, <laughs> ask any of my gamers, and I am the World of Darkness Vampire the Masquerade guy. So there's a Ooh, there, I love yeah, it. There's a running joke when we see anything dark. They're like, oh, that's so World of Darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and my friend Kyle, who's one of my players, he's like, you know, Midnight Kingdoms is just Jeremy's World of Darkness in a fantasy setting. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Maybe, exactly. maybe you could be that for Gen Con. Uh, <laughs> the yeah. World of Darkness. <laughs> hmm. Shadow of Darkness. I'll have to figure out how to find a way to do that. And then I'll be Unikitty. <laughs> there you go. And then you got Unit. No, that would be perfect because then you have a duality. Yep, you have, exactly. I'm all you about know, dualities. the darkness, and then you have this adorable light. 
<laughs> kitty unicorn that's like mm-hmm. happening I'll, with sparkles. I'll continue to grow I, up. I live for it. I'll continue to grow up my beard and my hair and you know. Yes. I'll, I'll walk I'll walk <laughs> behind great. CA with like a light so that way it just looks like it's like beaming <laughs> behind her. I'm like yeah. sunbeam. I'm still gonna wear sunbeaming <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm still gonna wear my free hug shirt though. There yes. <laughs> well, you have multiple days. Too, oh, absolutely. So. It's going to be something different every day. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Hello, darkness, my old okay. friend. <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, in, in high school, again, it's, I think, just like most people, especially those in gaming, we found gaming in high school, and um, I think it saved a lot of our lives or a lot of struggles. Even, even I still struggled, but... D&D literally saved my life in my mind. Not because like D&D itself, but because of the friends it introduced myself, introduced yeah. me to mm-hmm. and how they themselves having those friendships and having that group gave me an, another reason to not travel further down that dark path. Um, yeah. And when I lost that um, just through growing up and just typical relationship issues, um, I started just getting, even though I met my wife and I had kids, um, as you get older and you're not getting treated for bipolar, um, it actually can get worse. And mm-hmm. yeah. um, my wife literally saved my life as well. Because. Um, oh, no. Loved wife. Yeah, she's yes. awesome. Big hugs. Hard hands. Yeah. So, because <laughs> I, I was in a really bad hey. place and I had a plan and she recognized it and I came home one day and she's like, you need to put the kid to bed. And she's like, we need to talk. I'm like, okay, what did I do now? And um, she's just good reaction. And she's like, here are your choices. She's like, either you can go to the hospital of your own volition, or I'm going to call the cops right now. She's like, I've called around. There's a bed that's available as of this moment, but there's no guarantee. She's like, so what are we going to (laughs) do? So I'm like, give them a call. We're on our way. So, um, and since then, that was 2015, um, been hospitalized since then, but I've learned so much and this D and D community has become a huge, huge part of my recovery. Um, mm-hmm. again, cause just like today, you know, I posted like, I'm all out of spoons, you know, yeah. I couldn't have done that, you know, three years ago, four years, five years ago. Um, it was very, very difficult to, you know be that burden quote unquote or admit that you're having a bad day you know it's the mm-hmm. it's okay to be not okay you know mm-hmm. and i've come to fully embrace that and it, a lot of it's thanks to the D community knowing that i'm not alone of having those people that have become really really good friends um that we check in on each other and we support each other um you know it's another one of those unexpected things from doing midnight kingdoms is that person not just the light of like the large community as a whole and on a global scale but also for me personally has just been mm-hmm. a beautiful thing and we're always here for you too oh, thank you true that. Uh, you mean, guys are pretty hugged now yeah so i know you're stuck with me i know i mean now i have to I'm wait like a porch for my cat hug. Now. yeah are you gonna be at gen con <laughs> oh jordan i pending. will be at gen con it'll be my first one nice. you'll have All to wait sweet. You'll have to wait till like maybe Sunday. I might let go. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'll squeeze. Yeah. 196 days, I think. Is that what it was? I got, like, yeah, I have so go. far away. <laughs> It'll fly by. It will. <laughs> uh, 
We'll be there before you know it. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Like, even last <laughs> last year was the first time I was there since, like, 2000, I think, because it used to be Milwaukee, which is, like, all of 30 minutes away. Um, mm-hmm. So I was going a lot. So to go again and go, to go with people that I met through Midnight Kingdoms and through the podcast community and then yes. meeting all these people, um, like UCA, has just been, oh, it was so, it was so fun. And, yeah, and I've done a thing. I'm, you know, and I've been talking about it forever. And my wife's like, "Yeah, go, finally do it." She's like, I'm sick of hearing it. Just go. Aww. <laughs> so yeah, and every year that I can make it, I'm gonna be there. And now I'm gonna go to Gary Con, which is a local one. You know, Gary oh, Gygax. I'm so jealous. Yeah, well, because he's from Lake Geneva, so which mm-hmm. is an hour away from Super me. Super closer. Mm-hmm. So, Next year. Yeah. <laughs> so I plan on going to GaryCon every year too, because it's why it's an hour away. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> I actually didn't know about it until last year. So I think this is like eleventh or twelfth year. Wow, it is. Yeah, I think they're twelfth. Yeah. Right. Well, thank you so much, yeah. Jeremy, for yeah. coming on the show today. Thanks for having we me. We really loved having you. Of course, anytime. You want to come on tomorrow? <laughs> uh, tomorrow. Episode three. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> However, before we go, why don't you tell us where people can find you and I'll also include the links with this episode? All right. Well, you can find me um, on Twitter at uh, J-R-M-Y-D-K-L-N-H-N-S. It's basically my name with, you know, all the vowels taken out. And then you can <laughs> you can find us, Midnight Kingdoms, on Twitter at um, M-D-N-G-H-T-K-N-G-D-M-S. Again, all the vowels taken out. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> uh, truly diabolical yeah, we're, we're very active on twitter um, you can find us also at midnightkingdoms.com and you can also I don't know my personal site at the moment honestly <laughs> we have discord right yes yeah, so we're also well I do a discord through um, ballad of the seven dice um, through their discord mm. that's where I spend uh, most of my day when I'm not actively doing work <laughs> don't tell my employer <laughs> your secret is safe with us <laughs> maybe yeah i don't and our listeners of course <laughs> i don't think anybody we'll from work is a listener so. <laughs> well thank you again oh Jeremy. absolutely thank you for having me <laughs> offering you. this opportunity this pot at top Hello and welcome to the Thread Raiders Game Show, brought to you by Pizza. Pizza, mmm, yummy in a box. Thread Raiders Game Show is filmed before a live studio audience, sans live studio audience. And here's your host, Chaotic Anarchy! Alright, so this brings us to our game portion of Yay! Woohoo! Today we have with us today is Sean. Hi! (laughs) (laughs) And you are. Sean, <laughs> I'm Sean, so aka true. at no tweet Sean. On. <laughs> That's how on I would have answered it. Yeah, you didn't uh, just do this 30 minutes ago. Also, see me, uh, Obnox Sean on Discord. All right, Maxine. Hi, y'all. I am Maxine, also known as the crazy one, also known as just that random girl at that place. Who also just ate chocolate, chocolate, everyone. I did. I have. If you spend time with Threaded, you know what this means. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have to be eating snacks at all times. That's just what I do. It's just this one I chose to be stupid and eat the thing that makes me even more crazy than I already am. (laughs) (laughs) And Zynar. Hi, I'm Zynar, and aka Zynar01 on Twitter, Twitch, and Discord, the Threaded or Discord. 
That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have your own Twitch channel. Don't you stream on a certain date? I do. So I, tw- I actually stream every Saturday and Sunday at noon central time. Well, I try to at least at noon central time every Saturday and Sunday. And uh, short of, you know, certain charity events that may keep me from streaming on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So uh, those days I do not stream. <laughs> and I also stream for the Thread Raiders every, thir- every Friday for- with Gaming with Thread Raiders. I knew that already. I know. I <laughs> <laughs> My God, I need that too. Uh, All right. The game we have today, we are going to do Would You Rather? And apparently these are some of the most challenging questions that I have found online. <laughs> I don't know because oh, I haven't boy. seen them yet because I wanted to answer them too. And we're going to actually discuss why we chose those options too. Uh, because oh, I'm curious to know a little bit more about your thought processes. Oh, be, be careful what you find. <laughs> <laughs> this is, <laughs> it's very true. And I'm going to try to stick with like the lighter type questions because some of these are pretty dark. Um, I mean, they're supposed to be difficult, right? Yeah, they, they're, they're really thought We'll turn the light on for you. Oh. <laughs> oh. You're welcome. You. <laughs> Poon is the light of my life. Oh. Okay. I promised I would profess love for Boone once an episode, and I missed last time, so I gotta make up for it twice this time. Oh no. (laughs) We'll set you up. We'll set you up, girl. (laughs) Would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the most intelligent? I know. I would want to be the smartest person because being funny all depends on how well you know your audience. Mm-hmm. So you can technically do both of them by being smart. Well, but you by default by the question, you're not the funniest, even if you are the smartest in the room. Right. But you're still liked. And I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> because I can tell you for a fact that sometimes being the funniest person in the room makes you obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, but That's we wouldn't know because we would think you were the funniest. It's also true. The this funniest. is the dilemma, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's the whole discussion I, part. Exactly. I still stick to my. I still stick to my. Rather be smartest. I would pick funniest person in the room, because I like to date highly intellectual people because I like to learn things. So I would be fine with being the funniest. Mm-hmm. But balance each other out. Yeah. My life yeah. would be fulfilled. <laughs> I would have to say funniest as well, but only because there's a bias against some intelligence and such like that. And you can really not feel, you can feel out of place in some uh, settings because of your intelligence versus others that might have issue with it. But funniest, everyone, if you're funniest and everyone laughs, you're basically accepted in a lot of areas like that. But um, some people find intelligence intimidating and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a little bit of disdain there and I'd rather be liked. (laughs) (laughs) That's very, very true. A lot of highly intellectual people that I have dated do not have a lot of friends and are highly misunderstood. Even with their humor, it tends to be very, very different. Very dry. Very dry. (laughs) Like gin. Deadpan. Always (laughs) works good deadpan humor. Yeah. Um, I would also choose to be the funniest person in the room, but that is because... You're already uh, the funniest person in the room. Oh, Oh. you're so funny. I'm the funny, uh, funniest person in my room because I'm the only person in my room. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Well, my cats done. In my room we are all the funniest then. <laughs> and the smartest. 
Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely choose well, to well, be I the have funniest person in the room because I like to relate to people uh, more. And I feel like if you have too much intelligence or like you are the most intelligent person in the room, you're probably the most difficult to relate to. Oh. I, can, I, I can understand that and I can see that. Mm-hmm. All right. I feel like we're playing that game where it's like who's who's the odd one out hey guys i picked yeah. the opposite oh, answer yeah. so <laughs> I'm I, not would, I, I kind of purposefully picked this answer because i figured everybody else would go for the other one because i'm like i also completely agree with everything everybody's saying mm-hmm. but at the same time there are there are reasons for being smart so now i'll I would, pick that one yeah i would love to be the most intelligent in certain rooms don't get me wrong yeah yeah um, but with it depends people, on what group you're with and all that. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, but most people that I'd like to spend time with, I'd rather be funnier than smarter. Then, <laughs> I mean, when I was growing up, because I had a high IQ, they made you take all of those crazy gifted classes. Yeah, oh, yeah. that really yeah. separated me from a lot of the other people, and I wasn't accepted. So it was really tough growing up being that way. So I actually learned to like tone down my intelligence so that I could mm-hmm. to bond with other people. So I feel yeah. like for me, being funny is it would be the way for me to go. I mean, how does it not scar a child to be a middle school student in a high school class? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great question. <laughs> I, I did. Well, because I, 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 I went through that. It was one of those that I also had, uh, it was in gifted mm-hmm. classes and such like that. And yeah, we were pulled from class for other class purposes. And uh, I was when middle school, I was taking high school classes and the high schoolers didn't want me there. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a kid. Yeah. So yeah. social awkwardness was because of it. My peers didn't like me because mm-hmm. I, they thought I had special treatment. Everything was harder. <laughs> it wasn't special treatment. Everything was harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those programs uh, didn't really focus much on the social development of children as much as oh, God, the... No educational development of, of the child and so because they prioritized educational development and not social development you actually gimp like the uh, the child socially yeah so i've also had that same situation where i was just like mm-hmm. mm, this is cool and all they're like you want to <laughs> skip this grade i'm like no i like my no friends. thank mm-hmm. you <laughs> see i did i skipped a grade and then that was a mistake that was see bad. i'm the opposite of everyone again i was held back a <laughs> grade so i was like i would rather be smart guys i already know how to do the see you're used to being the funniest person in the room yeah because you are it got to the point like in high school i just stopped going and then tested out everything so that Mm -hmm. i didn't have to attend (laughs) i was just like no because it just and like bullying and stuff is a big thing it's still a big thing today so yeah not fun look at that one question in we're already just yeah (laughs) <laughs> we're all like our life <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yay. Right, let's let's Yay. better question so <laughs> if you were reborn in a new life would you rather be alive in the past or in the future oh. with w- here's the question though would we have the knowledge that we have now i don't think so you're because you're that born. could so you're just an infant are we doing are we doing the reborn as in like you can have like flashbacks of of your be like this was what i yes you ever heard of the, flashbacks but you don't know why ever heard of the term old soul mm-hmm. you basically be an old soul 
or like uh, in the deja future? moments of deja oh, vu, like moments of deja vu. I feel like you couldn't do that because if you're, well, I guess you could. Yeah, I guess you could either way. So, I mean, because here's because if I if I knew my if I had the the information or whatnot, I could pick the past. Because then I could help history. You could be the smarter one. Like, first one yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> like, help history and stuff. But I think for me, I would prefer to go to the future. Just because the past has already been created. And I'd like a new experience. Something different. Like, mm-hmm. if there would probably all be the same, like, political issues and all that kind of stuff. Just because, like, history repeats itself. But I don't know. I think it would just be a cool something new the adventure in me is like onward what ho (laughs) (laughs) so that's this is a really tough question um because the advantage of going into the past i would like to go to the past that has been forgotten or lost like visiting the library at alexandria for example would be phenomenal because nobody Mm -hmm. has reference of that Mm -hmm. it doesn't exist so um you know experiencing you know rome in its prime you know, where, you know, they had running water for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. We, we took us a long time to get back to running water. You know, those kinds of marvels that have been lost would be amazing to actually have that in daily life um, in that sense. But I think I would like to rather be in the future. S- assuming space flight's going to be a thing, because that's my only hope for the future is I want, I want to be out in space. Space. Final frontier. I was thinking that too. Space, 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 space. All right, John. I would definitely choose if it was just a blank slate. I would choose to be born in the past, Um, and that is because, although I mean it's obviously possible um, that the future would be more difficult, um, I tend to think of the past as a more difficult time, and usually the more difficulties uh, someone has from the get go, the like better off they can become like they have more potential and so i think i could actually be a better version of myself if i lived in the past for me i'd have to pick the past i don't like where the future's going i feel like everything is so technological now and i really miss the days of being able to just hang out with people in person and i agree with sean in that it really was more difficult back then and I really do like that kind of challenge. And I think if I if I was able to pick a time, it would definitely be the Renaissance period because mm-hmm. I have such a strong connection to that time period. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have to know why. <laughs> so that's definitely where I would Not be. a revolutionary war kind of thing for me. Yeah. Renaissance or revolutionary. There's just so much I love about that time period and I would be fine dying at like 20 <laughs> to find out like what is what is happening at that point. I mean, there were so many there were so know. many things like um with like women especially like it would be it would be eye-opening yeah to be treated completely differently like i know we're gonna probably have some people like do you know what you would have to put through for that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. no we've we've researched this time period Mm -hmm. but yeah Yeah. i i would i would agree with you those Mm -hmm. two would be yeah i just see all of the stuff that they're coming up with in the future having you know like robots you know take your suitcases to your room and no no no. how about the robots that takes toilet paper to you because you run out right 
that was at CES I mean, this year. <laughs> it's just, it's gotten, it's just not for me, you know, like, and, and kids yeah. in the future, they'll probably be fine with it. They'll be used to it. But for somebody like me, it's, it's not for me. No, I don't want bionic arms and things like that. Now, granted, you know, there's a lot of benefits to future. I'm not trying to down it. I mean, there's a lot of like medical stuff that we wouldn't have if I went all the way back to the Renaissance period for sure. So, Ooh, leeches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tor- torture was like a real thing. That's the like, leeches would be plague. robotic this time. A very big plague. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I just feel like I have to find out. Well, you know, I have to defend the, the, the future in the sense that if uh, going to the past, I would have never met any of you with this modern technology since oh. none of us are together uh, geographically. Mm. So, but. It's the well, we'd all be reborn, so we'd probably have different bodies and crap, so we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't know each other anyway. No, well, well, but as an as as a uh, as a personal life event, it it didn't uh, the people around me weren't helping me. It took someone from far away, thanks to technology, to help me. You know, and I wouldn't have had that in the past. It would have just been my life would have been different, you know, and and not necessarily in a good way. So, um, stuck in your little town, little quiet village. I mean, every day you, like the one before. You could have that in the past, but you would need to travel for a yeah. very long time. Mm-hmm. Through a message boy. A message boy. What ho! Carrier pigeon. Messenger boy. Take hey, this my letter to yonder. My grandfather had pigeons. That's awesome. <laughs> That's so cool. And they were homing and pigeons. So, yes, they could get home. They would. He would release them and they would fly home. No. Oh, that's awesome. We have to train Millie to do that to come home. <laughs> yeah. So cute. Messenger mouse. She just doesn't like leaving, so we don't have to worry <laughs> about her coming home. <laughs> like, you tried to pick her up, CA. She's like, nope, mom, you're not mom. You're not mom. Like, no, and for those on, viewers, go. Millie is a mouse, just mm-hmm. to let the viewers know. Yes. She's a little white mouse that is my baby girl. Would you rather lose the ability to lie or believe everything you are told? lie i would rather lose the ability to lie mm-hmm. in this that? day and age yep yeah i would tell let rather lose yeah. the ability to lie qualifying question is omission lying no also in this case like silence and such like silence yeah not lying silent okay no mm-hmm. yeah, yes, yeah no if you're choosing not to be able to lie yeah yeah I, totally I would not want to live in a world. I would not want to live in a world where I believe everything I'm told is true. Yeah, that, that's I would not want to live in it. this world right now with so much yeah. disinformation, believing yes. everything I heard. Although no, let's trust uh, people enough to in yeah. any time period to believe everything I'm told. Yeah. I mean, there's no. like yeah, there's no computer thing, no television thing, like all of those things you'd have to believe. Yeah, and like with my past, there's no way. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. I'd be in a terrible place. No. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't think well, that, that was that was an easy question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Would you rather continue with your life or restart it? Continue. One hundred percent. I mean, like, do you feel like you're in a good place? You're going forward is good, or you would restart it again? and redo things that's so hard i feel like it would change who you are if you did and then yeah. all your dreams and stuff that you had now it wouldn't make a difference because you'd have you'd be in a completely different place 
but you have and to wonder. Only, but what if, so what I guess it's again, yeah, do you know? I if guess. I could tell the outcomes or yeah. like where I would be at, not necessarily the outcome, like when I died, what I did, but like, where would I be at this point in my life if I chose this option, you know? So then you still have like, I can choose, you know, to go after, but like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of that has to do with how much regret you have in your life. And to mm -hmm. me, regret is a choice. So if you choose not to regret and you choose to learn from it instead and to continue on from there. But certain then, things at a young age, you don't have control over in true. that sense. Yeah, true. I feel like restarting, if you you don't know what's coming up in the future, what's to say you wouldn't make the same? Yeah, that's it, yeah. So I feel like almost like you have to know to really answer the question. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, I think I've got my answer. Mm -hmm. if, if I restarted, even if I knew all that I know now, I would still choose to live my life as is and that's only because I don't know what the outcomes of making alternate decisions is and I don't know that that would be good mm -hmm. no matter how good my intentions would be right mm -hmm. so like yeah, I, no I like how my life turned out so far mm -hmm. you know it's where where I'm at in my life is not necessarily the best place but I may not have my children I may not have yeah, um it's not good you know, the amazing girlfriend I have, I, you know, there's all these things I can't guarantee by restarting. So I'm, I like my kids, unlike some people, <laughs> No, but I like my kids and I like where, where, where my life's going right now. And I, I, I really like my girlfriend too. And, <laughs> you know, and who's an amazing person that has changed my life significantly and i don't think i could deliberately guide myself back to her don't make if it I harder tried. for me to answer my question <laughs> <laughs> no keep going she's getting red That's this is very cute. nice <laughs> no bias you must answer as no. is no <laughs> <laughs> if i was to answer this question if i knew like if I would remember everything that I know now by going back, I would restart it uh, because I just feel like I could really make a difference much sooner. I feel like had I known the information I know now and I go back into the past, I would have left my ex much sooner. It wouldn't have been, you know, abuse continuing on for 18 years. That's a massive gap, right? Mm -hmm. So if I was able to end that back at like one, <laughs> one year would have been good. I yeah. feel like something like Thread Raiders could have been something that I started early on, you know, because I've always wanted to make a difference in the world and make it a better place. And I feel like I would have loved that opportunity in all those years to be able to do that. So oh. if I did have the memory, I would go back. I, I don't blame you, by the way. <laughs> I wasn't going to remember anything, though, then it doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like I'd be making the same decisions because I did the best I could in those situations to survive, especially as a kid. So I wouldn't go back if I wasn't going to remember anything. Now, yeah. see, if, if not to be, um, this is going to show a selfish side. Um, if I actually <laughs> remembered everything, knowing that if I went back in the past because I work in technology, I would be yeah. ridiculously rich. 
it's true. Because I would, yes. the knowledge I have now going back would be a significant game changer for me because I started in this field when it was one of those things that like back in the, back in the day when you worked in IT, you were going to make six figures. No problem. Mm-hmm. You were going to drive the fancy cars. You were going to be, you know, rolling with the, with the big boys kind of a thing. That was a thing. And going into this uh, industry at such a young age with the knowledge that I have now, yeah, I would be extremely successful mm-hmm. and that would completely change my life, but it's, you know, money can't buy happiness. Money can't buy love. <laughs> but it can certainly love. try. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. So I, feel like I, I thought you guys were seeing DuckTales again. So a little happier one. A little happier one. Would you rather have free Wi Fi wherever you go? Ooh. or have free coffee whenever wi-fi i don't like coffee wi-fi i will take wi-fi <laughs> that is so easy for me but zyner i'm looking at zyner because <laughs> that's like no. green babies. <laughs> <laughs> wait but is it really good coffee is it like espresso like what are we talking it's here it's your favorite coffee oh so it's good coffee oh. i don't like any coffee at all like the smell makes and it's not talking nauseous, about the creamers so. and stuff it's just coffee so you can make it anything you want so it could be like nope. this crazy frappuccino thing whatever mm-hmm. drink and stuff at any time whenever you want nom, nom, nom. but you could have wi-fi anytime you want wi-fi you can message your girlfriend <laughs> I can stream, guys. I can do like one of those like 24 hour live streams. <laughs> Sorry, that's true. Don't influence the question. I'll wait for the last. I'll be last on this one. <laughs> I'm going to WhatsApp you. <laughs> I'm going to go with Wi Fi. Yeah, I have to go with Wi Fi too. Poor Zainor. I wish I could Wifey. show them your face. I have to go with coffee. <gasps> and the reason yes. is, is because of my, again, my technical knowledge and know-how, I can get Wi-Fi in a lot of places. But it's, oh, that's true. <laughs> mm. like for free. Living a life of crime, I see. So, no, no. So there are, there. <laughs> so back in the day, there's a thing <laughs> called war driving. Okay. Where people would mark where signal was, and you would actually be able to look it up and get access to wireless in lots of different places. And there's, uh, it's been a while since I've looked, but there's uh, several websites that kept track of all the wireless connections that you can have, including with maps in metropolitan areas, rural areas, and all, everything like that, too. So I have a better chance of getting Wi Fi for free at any time that I want. And Honestly, coffee would be great, and I can even share it. So, where I can't share the Wi-Fi, but I can share if my coffee. If we had teamed up, then we could have all had Wi-Fi and free coffee. I <laughs> just realized I would if I had, like... Is it strong. infinite free coffee? Yes. Infinite, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I changed my answer because I'd be able to give everybody <laughs> coffee. Yep. I'd be able to have a business and make so millions. So Max and I will give no. you unlimited Wi-Fi uh, if you give we'll, us coffee. We'll be the hot spot. In exchange for coffee, yes. It's but a I get the deal. short end of the stick like, because I don't like coffee. So like, have my coffee? I have like six oh, things of coffee. It's like, I can't help you. But, but see, I can't but, help you, man. You can douse it in creamer. You won't even know the coffee's there. So here's no, the thing. No, I notice it. Oh, so no. here's the thing. It's so, so bad. 
the advantage is, is that the way, the way Sean brought it up is the fact that, yes, I can have whatever coffee I want at any time. I can run my own cafe without buying any materials whatsoever because the coffee would mystically appear in the cup size that I want, the flavor that I want. I could just <laughs> hand it off to somebody else, charge them for it, and I would basically be rolling in money. Until I love I- this run-on <laughs> sentence. <laughs> You know, I love the just... fact that we're friends. Try like we, you can tell we're fact folks that we are all business people. <laughs> so, and then I can give everybody a society. So, no. Maxine's my hotspot. You know, I can just, you know, she'll, you know, she'll, or, you know, or uh, CA's my hotspot, whoever it is. You know, we, we actually we can have multiple stores because Sean and I will both have our own store. We're giving a, we'll have a you know some franchise. Two locations. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> would that Wi-Fi. be S and M? Would we be oh able to call our place S and M? What happened? What? Sean and Mason was like, "What just went? No. What happened? Sean and Maxine. Sean and Maxine. So it'd be S and M, right? Oh. I mean, my so so my wife's name is. Megan, so my marriage oh. is already S and M. Wait, so it'd be S and M and M and M's. S and M and M's. But Maya, Maya needs to be like a little teeny tiny M off, like the trademark M. So it's like S and M and M. They're like, do you not like her? Like, is she not that big of the? No, she wanted that. She's short, so. Oh jeez! You were way shorter than I thought you would be. I know, right? I was like, "Oh my gosh, she's tiny." I told you. So our last question of the evening. I'm like a teacup, teacup vaccine, whatever. Teacup vaccine. Would you rather have no one show up for your wedding, or no one to show up to your funeral? Oh. Funeral, because I ain't gonna be there to. I ain't gonna be there to. Yeah, enjoy it wedding mm-hmm. like, i don't want anybody to go to my funeral because it's so sad yeah. and dreary. go out yeah. and celebrate the life that i lived you know yeah. don't don't huh. pay six thousand dollars from your land of coffin yeah. like what is that no then sit around and feel like you have to be forced to talk to people that you don't know and cry hey, and i don't shoulders. i ain't gonna be looking back at you so don't be sitting there staring at me okay no. <laughs> <laughs> like i will be Creamy i will be and under the love. ground uncomfortable <laughs> with this <laughs> You know, spill my ashes over like you know the keyboard during a charity event or something. You know, <laughs> okay. This is where you find out something weird about me. So I have made and am constantly updating stuff for my funeral, mm-hmm. so like like personalized videos for friends and things mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. If no one came to my funeral, I would be extremely saddened by that. So I'm going to go do a lot wedding. of work too. <laughs> but, um, no. You wouldn't be sad if no one came to your wedding? I mean, we could just make it a private wedding and be like, whatever. No, we didn't invite anybody oh, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So coming from from a, um, a previous marriage where <laughs> we did elope, <laughs> um, you know, having people there isn't a big deal for me, honestly. Um, and having people at a funeral isn't a big deal for me, honestly, either. Um, I do have a very sadistic funeral plan. Uh, so because what I want is I want all my friends to get together and have a party while the people that that should have spent time with me can uh, wallow in sadness while over my corpse. So, I mean, makes sense. Make sure you play "Cold as Ice" by Foreigner because that's because that's really because that's kind of the thing. So the people that don't talk to you, don't spend time with you, and then they feel regret. Yes, 
totally feel regret over my dead corpse and how you didn't spend time with me and you should have done more, whatever. Fine. But all my friends are going to be reminiscing and having fond memories and sharing it with each other. And that's what I want. <laughs> I don't want to have a sad funeral except for those suckers that deserve to have that sad funeral. <laughs> I saw like a, a TikTok of a guy who had recorded himself like pretending to be in a coffin and then put the recording in with the body yeah so it sounded like so he was trying funny. to like come out and like, yes <laughs> like the scottish guy yeah yeah, I heard it. yeah it was on tiktok and then like everybody was laughing about it and then he he finally talks in the end you know but it was just really great it's really great there's something i would totally do I really hope you don't make this into a prank oh, and i feel like my tombstone has to say something funny you know like if i have to have one <laughs> like like uh stand back this was the mimic that got me <laughs> i'm gonna write your tombstone words <laughs> so ca's coffin will have teeth on it mimics happen That's oh i thought you said pete <laughs> and on the I... back it said this princess is buried in another location yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that was sad. <laughs> <laughs> I love, we love Haley. Like, our podcast. Do... Yay! <laughs> I love Haley. Like, we're going oh. we're gonna, we're gonna to bring it up with another question. Uh, we're going to bring it up with another question. Uh, we're going to bring it up with another question. <laughs> I mean, I can do another question. If it's like... <laughs> Something not so, uh, no, fina- uh, you know, with a definite finale <laughs> in the question. <laughs> Yeah, how would you like to live? Would you like to replace how you lived? How do you want to die? <laughs> would you rather speak your mind or never speak again? Speak, <laughs> speak my, mind. my mind. I 100% totally. so blunt. <laughs> speak my mind. But I can do sign language, so I guess I can do both. <laughs> I mean, I used to, and I got into a lot of trouble, and I learned to shut up. <laughs> that is an extremely difficult question for me. Mm-hmm. Because I, I mean, you wouldn't snarky. be able to stop speaking your mind. Yeah, no, wait, no, I'd like, rather not wait. speak. I'd rather not speak because I can still write. But why though? Because thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's it's refreshing because everybody knows where you're coming from. There's no yeah. deception. There's nothing else. You just that's it. It's and you know what? A lot of people would respect you for it, and those that don't, you know. <laughs> Bye. It's like, I agree with speaking my mind, but I like to be able to formulate it a certain way. If I just, if the first thing that came to my mind just immediately came out of my mouth, no one would like me. <laughs> wow. The if I spoke what was now. on my mind, no one would understand. No, I feel like for <laughs> any of us in this room, nobody would like us. Yeah. Which is why we like us. Yeah. So, that's why we're friends. Because <laughs> we're all fake. We don't speak each other openly. Just, we like to be. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's why. We like yeah. to be tactful. We like to be tactful. <laughs> Only because it has to be PG-13. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I don't know what any of those things are. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no. Censors podcast. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> All right, let's go around and introduce our end ourselves. I guess you were there. End ourselves. We already did that. We already did that. No, we didn't. We're already end ourselves. It's your turn. Where can people find you? Maxine. Say Sheen or Michael. I don't know. She said Sheen or Michael. I'm trying <laughs> to end a podcast here. <laughs> Hi, my name is Maxine Buckman. You can also find, uh, to hear me at one 
are you laughing at now? Keep going. Go on with me. It's good. Um, you can also uh, find me at all the places at that girl at that place, um, except for Instagram, where I am Lady Skyburn. You can find me at um, nerdychicken.ca for where I for which to where I whatever pursuit. <laughs> I, I'm there. Put you on the window fairing the owl bears. Um, I make I make owl bear dice bags, huh. and um, and you can find me on Threadwriter's channel every other Sunday for four to seven, where I am playing a Russian Black Panther. It's a great time. Russian. Um. Yes. Uh, and then every Tuesday from eight to eleven, uh, I am playing in riffs where I play a Cytec ecto-traveler and or a gunslinger or whatever else we do in flashbacks. So we have those sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find me at all of those places and I will be at conventions. The three that I've got so far coming up are um, Boss in Boston for PAX East, um, Origins in Ohio, and, um, and Gen Con in Indiana. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. I knew it was sort of an eye. And those places. <laughs> I'm finger gunning the camera right now. <laughs> and Zynar. Good oh podcast. Um, I am Zynar, also known as Zynar01 on Twitter and Twitch and Discord. And you can find me every Saturday and Sunday on my own channel, streaming at noon Central Time. Some random games, chats, that kind of such. And every Friday night on the Thread Raiders Gaming with Thread Raiders. Uh, starting at uh, was it uh, eight thirty Eastern time, and uh, where we play lots of random games that we're not necessarily good at, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still fun. <laughs> Sometimes when you're not good at something is when you're the best at something. Oh yeah, it's you know golf with friends. You know, oh I got a hole in one. Okay. Oh, and then I got a I stroked out <laughs> the next <laughs> hole. Yay! Time. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, Sean. Hi, guys. I'm Sean. Uh, you can find me at NoTweetSean on Twitter. I am working constantly with Thread Raiders. I promote games. I promote fundraising events. Uh, I'm working this weekend with uh, So Chatty Maddie's channel on Stinkapalooza. Uh, we're going to raise money for Stinky. Uh, Stinky. <laughs> Which is the person, not the, not the act. Right. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and pay uh, some medical bills, and uh, then I will be also participating in One Drop of Flint uh, here in late February. Um, you can find me on random channels, DMing things and trying out new games and showcasing characters. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! And I am Chaotic Anarchy. You can find me on the Federator Discord. I'm on Twitch. I go to various conventions. Um, you can find me, you know, on Twitter. But don't forget the extra A because it's Chaotic Anarchy, technically. And so, you know, the Thread Raiders will be raising money for One Drop Per Flint, like Sean had mentioned. That is going to be on February 28th to March 1st. It is a really great cause to help Michigan mm -hmm. out, who has been going through the water crisis for, I think, eight years now. Long is where time. we are. So the money that we're raising is to help bring filters to their water systems in their own homes um, so that they don't have to deal with just bottled water and go through that whole process. Because apparently they have to wait in line. Sometimes they have to take off of work to wait in line because they're so crazy long just to get bottles of water. You know, that's something they have to do literally all the time. So, 
definitely a great cause and hopefully we'll see you there we're gonna be doing a lot of streams probably another you know like 24 to forever hour amount <laughs> let <laughs> you know forever. when the when the schedule comes out but yeah that is us so thank you so much for listening today and we look forward to seeing you to the next episode yay Okay, bye. <laughs>